faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my servant, he has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like there is none there. Therefore, my spirit faints within me, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you. My heart longs. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the steadfast love for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Ask you this morning to take just a moment to uh, pray uh, silently, and uh, we do this on most weekends uh, now. And you may be seated, of course, if you'd like. We give you uh, a couple of things for you to pray about, but then also just give you an opportunity to go before the Lord with whatever's on your heart. Uh, I want you to continue to pray for Jan Snodderly. She's at home uh, today recovering, as most of you know. A little over a week ago, last Friday, uh, she had some unexpected uh, health issues and some seizures that put her in the hospital, unconscious, and then in a, an induced uh, coma for a day or more, just more than a day. And last Sunday morning, feeling sick, as we sang in church, 
Obrigado. Vamos ficar para o desenho do Senhor Rocha. So, she's on retired. God for his restoration and for his calvary. And uh, Jan, I know you probably listening to us this morning. We love you. And, uh, thank you for being here with us. So uh, continue to pray for that. It's great to see Rhonda here this morning. She continues to her fisticuffs and bouts and wrestling with uh, breast cancer that she's learning. Amen. For those this morning, pray for those who continue to be uh, under the weather, continue to be ill, pray for a difficult time in their lives. And then uh, GraceWorks crew is here this morning, and the camps are camps are kicking off into full swing. Uh, there are park parties and, and daily work out in the community, so lift them up, pray for them, pray for each week as a brand new mission team comes to United States to minister in the community here.
thank you so much for the opportunity to be here together. All those that we've gathered gathered into this space this morning, those who are joining us online. And Lord, I do as well. Silent prayers that have been offered here in this place this morning. I just join my voices to theirs that your will would be done in our lives. Lord, that where we seek answers, that we would trust you for your goodness towards us. Where we seek direction, we would be willing to go where you Ask to be with us in the, the rest of this service as we gather here together. We will lift our voices to you, lift our hands to you. Lord, you're the builder of the world. That your spirit would minister to us. That you would dwell among us. Lord, even if just a little.
those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor and smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great coming, before the coming of the great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know him. Being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death. This, this sound 
is described in Scripture as a mighty rushing wind fills the area, the building where the people were, so much so that the, the multitude, it says, of those in Jerusalem were drawn to it. And they came to see what is the deal, what is this event that's taking place. And when they get there, they realize that these apostles, these men from Galilee, these fishermen primarily, who had been followers of Jesus, are speaking the mighty works of God in the language that they can understand. Now, this is significant because uh, we're going to go back in time. We're going to take a little backwards journey and, and, and find out why this is necessary. But, but at the time of the gathering, at least 17 different countries are represented, according to the Scripture, possibly more. And, and now they can all hear the disciples, these men from Galilee, these uneducated, for the most part, followers of Jesus, speaking in a language they really didn't have any reason to know because they were from And they're speaking and talking about God. Now, now something that I take out of a text like this is when when. When the declaration of the multitude is made and recorded here, it says, we can hear them speaking in our own language, the mighty mercies of God. All of these people are acknowledging that there is, in fact, a God. It's not that they don't believe in God, but what the element that some of them are missing here is that the Messiah, Father, and he's given them this, this promise in verse 
witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That's the words that he said to them before uh, leaving. And now he's gone in obedience back to this place of the moon, it's called. And they're gathered there. What are they doing? And the Bible says that they were there in all in one accord, one accord, praying and giving supplication and waiting on the promise of the Holy Spirit of the day to come. Today is coming. And, and so one of the elements that we have to think about as we go into this idea of the event of the Pentecost is that the event, yes, was extraordinary, but why was it extraordinary? Why was it extraordinary that this happened? It was a foretold event, it was a promised event, and now it's 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 a, an event that's taken place. But but I believe that it's extraordinary for, for three reasons. And and these are my three reasons. They may not be your three reasons, but but here are my three reasons that I say that this event was extraordinary. One. The group of disciples, and up to 120 of them, according to verse 1, were, were of one accord. Now, how hard is it for this group to arrive at a spot of one accord on anything? We're all here to worship, so, so we're here of one accord. We're here to worship. We're here to sing. We're here to pray. We're here to praise. But any other project that we might take on, I think we'll all probably have different ideas how to get it done. It's very difficult to get a group of anybody to come to a place of one accord. We're going to see an example of this in a moment. But I believe that, that this event was extraordinary, number one, because all of them were of one accord. They were praying. It's not uncommon for us to obey our parents sometimes. But it's also not common for us to be disobedient. The disciples could have easily been discouraged. They could have easily um, done what they did before the last time that Jesus was apart from them and was not back to fishing. But they didn't do that. They were obedient to follow what Jesus had, had told them to do. Go and wait and the Holy Spirit will so they were obedient. And the third reason I think it's extraordinary is because they were optimistic. How easy would it have been? How easy would it have been to be um, disillusioned when you saw Jesus rising from the dead? He'd been there for 30 something years. And then he was gone. And now he's back. You could get discouraged from that type of thing, but this group of individuals remained optimistic. Now, now you probably think that that's not a reason for something to be extraordinary. But I believe that all of those are the reasons that this event was extraordinary. It was extraordinary because it was a work of God. It was extraordinary because people were obedient and they were Scripture talks about 
supplications. We, we don't know what they were asking for necessarily. But one would have to believe that because of the event that took place, they were pure in motive and they were pure in heart, symbolized by the fire that fled. Purified fire, the, the defiler's fire. The Holy Spirit would dwell only in a purified vessel. And so a purified heart. and signs 
event that's extraordinary. We have uh, an accusation or an excuse as to what was going on when we read uh, how the mockers in Jerusalem were being thrown. You notice that, that every time something unexplainable happens, that is, uh, only can be attributed to God, someone wants to explain it.
close in song of song this morning. This is our benediction. Sometimes we speak this one. Sometimes we sing it. But uh, here we go. Go ahead and put your hands up here, Jeff. Thank you, Jay, for being with us this morning. Thank you for being here with us this morning. What a great week, friend. I love you very much. Say that again. Jay, did you want to talk about that? Is that a you thing? That's a what? All right, so Putters Wild, Saturday, what time? Two, is that what you said? Two o'clock, open to everybody. Come hang out. Have a good time. It'll be fun.